Hello and welcome to the Bear Your Soul Sister podcast. We are your hosts, Ree and Kara. And our mission is to have real and raw conversations with everyday women. So you can see you are not alone in a big, beautiful world. And if one woman can conquer their challenges, you can too. Now let's dive into this epic episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. We are on episode 14 and we have the beautiful Jessica Giles in today. And I'm so fucking excited because Jess has been a coach of mine uh, for, oh, I think about a year now. And everything that she just offers is just the best. She's an author. She is a speaker. She is just everything every woman needs in their life and that is so that is exactly why I invested in um, Jess so hello Jess hello thank you for having me you happy for me to take that audio grab and like insert it into my marketing material yes (laughs) I will I will rave about you to the cows come home seriously you changed my life and my business so I, I will forever be your woo girl forever. Oh, I love it. I love it. The admiration is mutual. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to dive into um, how to create financial security. And I'd love for you to share a part of your story on how you managed to create that financial security and what made you make that even more of a priority. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess in a lot of ways, I did not come out of the box this way. Uh, I was a 16-year-old high school dropout working in a petrol station, earning $6.84 an hour. Uh, So I was not on a trajectory of financial security or abundance or anything like that. Um, I did, however, though, have big dreams. And I did, I did, even just then, I had the inkling of putting yourself in the the right environment and surrounding yourself with the right people. So even as a high school dropout who hadn't even finished year 10, I used to go along to the university open days and I used to take my then boyfriend, who was an equally bad decision as leaving school, uh, with me to them. And I used to sit in on all of the information sessions about the careers that interested me. Um, You know, to skip a, a, I don't at all want to glorify the journey, but I then did fall in love with accounting when I went back and did some education. And so I put myself through TAFE and did my certificate three, four diploma, advanced diploma of accounting, used that to get into university, got my graduation, became a qualified accountant. Um, And when I created my bookkeeping and accounting business, I really realized that the women that were coming to me, I attracted predominantly women clients and they were not only, this was pre-cloud days, so they were handing over their, you know, their shoe boxes full of receipts as as one used to do. Um, And I could feel them handing not only their receipts over, but their power. And there was this real energy of, please help me, please fix this. I'm out of my depth. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm freaking out. I'm going to have a tax bill. And it was just this whole energy of fear. Um, And I used to give them the tools, the techniques, the spreadsheets, the pretty folders, all of the things to help them manage their money. And I used to think, why is this not working? Why are they not using these? Um, Around the same time, I became a single mum very suddenly to my two young daughters and I always say that brought about what I call my spiritual awakening. And it was through that that I connected with the feminine aspects of money, like mindset, manifestation, law of attraction. 
and I really was like the penny dropped. Not only did I completely transform my own relationship with money and abundance and, and realize the limitations and stories I had for myself, but it was just this moment of crystal clear clarity, you know, cute angels singing, clouds opening. And I was just like, these are why my, this is why my clients aren't using the tools and the techniques I give them because of the story they're telling themselves, you know, that they're in fear, they're out of control. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know if their business is profitable. Who am I to have a business? So I really realized the power of, of both, you know, that it's, it's both all about having the right tools and techniques, but you're never going to let yourself use those beautiful spreadsheets and planners and all of those things if the story you're telling yourself is that you're bad with money or you're out of control. I mean, the body um, prioritizes comfort above all else. So why are you going to make yourself uncomfortable by confronting <laughs> your financial position and how crap you feel about money if it's going to make you feel worse? So it was really through all of that that I, you know, uncovered, um, you know, this real complete approach to financial management. And my, my initial coaching clients were my bookkeeping and accounting clients who were like my guinea pigs. Um, and it kind of, yeah, just has, has grown from there. That is amazing. I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just... You opened my eyes to the importance of the finance, uh, sorry, the feminine side of money and like the importance of that energy and the beliefs and the stories. And I think that's so powerful that you got to experience that, you know, through your clients and then your own experience, um, you know, through separating from your ex-husband. So I guess a question I have for you is, did you, um, did you feel like you had some, work that you needed to get done really fast because your I guess your security and finances changed so quickly with your relationship like what, what did that look like for you did did you realize I don't know I actually don't know this about you like did you feel like you depended on him financially a little bit that you didn't feel like you were independent um, regardless of whether it was a happily ever after relationship or not. Cause I find that there's so many people in relationships now that just naturally depend on their partner financially because of the whole like men and women gender dynamic role, I guess, mm. um, that they're not even considering one that partner is eventually going to die. Like, let's be honest, or something could happen and you're going to separate and you're not considering where you stand in that situation. So did that happen for you or was it more so the clients? And is there any advice you can give around that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, at the time we separated, I had, you know, two young daughters. So I wasn't exactly what I'd say sort of full-time in my business potentially, although it was definitely a full-time focus. My client load wasn't full-time. Um, you know, we were very, uh, I was very much in control of our finances and paying everything and all of that kind of thing. Um, and when, you know, obviously everything changed dramatically when we separated, um, you know, without obviously wanting to speak out a turn about people that aren't <laughs> contributing to this, you know, I became very suddenly the sole carer of my children, physically, financially, emotionally. We had to, um, well, we, I chose for us to pack up and move homes and changing schools for my daughter that was in. My youngest daughter had to go into childcare because all of a sudden everything was on my shoulders. Yeah. Um, I was caring for them 24-7. It was me that was keeping a roof over our head. There was no financial contribution 
contribution from any other party. And so although I had extreme fears and had, you know, a lot of stories and, and anxiety and so forth, I really had to um, transform that very, very swiftly um, to be able to support my daughters and myself and ensure that, um, you know, everything kept moving. And I think it's really important at this point to realise that the story we have shapes everything. And so partly I was raised, my mum was a single mother for, for quite a significant portion of my life. Um, and so, you know, and I was raised with very modest financial means. And so my stories were single mum equals struggle. Single mum equals working two jobs and working so much and still you know, only just making men's ends meet and single mum equals, you know, nothing above the what we absolutely need kind of thing. And I, I really identified that it was that story that one was keeping me stuck in a struggle cycle because we, us humans are meaning making machines and we assign meaning to everything we've experienced. So for me, the meaning that I had assigned to single mumhood was struggle, stress, not enough, resentment, fear constantly and so I started to see that I was perpetuating that and creating that for myself so understanding the story is one element the other element is giving yourself permission to rewrite it mm. and that's the really emotionally challenging part because you're essentially breaking down generational barriers you're rewriting your family lineage you have the fears of you know, it was like, well, who am I to be a successful single mum? Who am I to have it easy? You know, you kind of have, I had this real fear and story of like rubbing other people's nose in it, you know, like, well, I'm doing it this way and I'm going to do this and I'm, you know, so it's that whole balance of this is what I've made this mean. This is the story I'm telling myself. These are the fears I have. And it's a real combination of both the internal and the external to create a new identity, to create a new story and to give yourself permission to step fully in and live and embody that new truth that you're creating. I love that. Wow. Isn't she just the best? Yeah. <laughs> I love her I, so much. I'm curious to know if there was like a pivotal moment where you realised hey, I'm actually like trapped in this belief or um, was there like a moment where you went, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing to myself or I'm sabotaging myself because of this belief? Like was there a moment that you remember where you kind of awoke to that? Yeah, I remember it clearly and I'll try not to get too emotional as I reflect upon it. But yeah, I threw my feminine energy and manifesting, I manifested. Um, so another piece of the puzzle um, is when at the time my partner and I separated with um, we had put our property on the market and we had signed up um, a contract to buy another our dream home and you know then we separated and then all of a sudden we had our house on the market a contract on a new house and that was all on me as well I had to negotiate and talk my way out of this other contract uh, you know and financial ramifications and so forth with that the interesting part of this is, and this is why Re would know that I just completely slam home to my clients constantly, the feeling and the energy and the essence of what you want, not the physicality of it. And so through that process, everything that I desired and loved about this home that we were signing up to buy 
light, airy, modern, fresh, luxurious feeling. Everything I loved about that home, because I believe the more uncomfortable you're willing to let yourself get, the more the universe will rush to your aid. And so when I was super uncomfortable as a fresh single mum, uh, you know, I, and, and yielding and harnessing my feminine energy power and manifestation, I manifested a dream home for my daughters and I that was all of the things, all of the things. It was brand new. It was all of the things that I wanted in this other home right down to if I was to choose tiles and floors, that's what I would have chosen in that home. So I manifested exactly what I wanted from that previous home into a new home in the location that I dreamt of. In fact, only I've got this photo in my phone that freaks me out because I remember sitting, this was before I became a single mum, sitting with my daughter at a playground and being like, I really love this suburb. I, I love the way this feels. And behind where my daughter's sitting on the seat, you can see the block where this house was built that we then were the first people to live in. Wow. So I manifested this beautiful home and the universe was rushing to my aid in all the ways that it does. And I remember one day being in this home and looking around and going, like, I'm not, I'm not living this. Like physically, this is what I've created, but emotionally and mentally, I'm stuck in so much stress and fear and uncertainty and unworthiness that it actually doesn't matter a stuff what my physical surroundings are because even though you can be living in an abundant and beautiful situation, you can be living a torturous hell internally. Yeah. So that was a real catalyst moment for me of going, like there is elements of me that need to catch up to what it is that the universe is trying to lead me into, what it is that my ultimate desire is, but ultimately I'm the one stopping me from fully harnessing and yielding that experience. Yeah. So good. So good. Just, I just love it when you talk. <laughs> it's going to be like a whole episode. I love to talk, isn't it? I could talk all day long. You'll have to kick me out. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine. Um, my next question for you is if someone's listening and they don't feel uh, financially secure especially I guess in like the world we're currently living what are some really small steps they can they can take so I'm talking for people that are in like I guess vulnerable situations maybe they could be oh, wow there's a huge spectrum really like people that are, might be in dv dv situations where they can't leave because of finances they may not have a job because they're fully like you know looking after their kids covid's happening like just as a generalization, what are some things people can start planting the seed to help create um, some financial security in the future? Yeah, totally. So I always manage to stuff this up, but there's a quote, I want to say, I can't, I can't remember their name, but anyhow, they were in a concentration camp. I'm sure many people have heard this and they said, you can take away my physical freedom. You can restrict me physically, but you cannot control my mind. Hmm. You cannot control my thoughts. You cannot break my spirit. And when we're in those challenging situations, it's like your mind has to go and arrive with where you're going before your body can catch up. Yeah. So yeah. we, it's, we as humans are conditioned to react to the world and to think that we are reacting to what's happening around us, but the inner creates the outer. And so your inner 
environment, your inner thoughts, beliefs, worth, everything is what is creating that external situation. And I, I don't mean that from a perspective of making someone wrong who is in a vulnerable situation. That's not at all what I mean by that. But I'm what I'm wanting you to tap into is the fact that what is going to create change in the outside situation is you creating change in the inside and, and valuing yourself and only being available and, you know, to, for that different experience. Um, so a strategy I use that I, I've, and I've shared this with clients who have got a lot of value and benefit from it is almost like when I became that single mum and, you know, we'd just been impacted by a bushfire our property was on the market. We'd bought another, like there was a lot going on. I was moving schools with my daughter. Um, you know, I remember going into the school I wanted her to go to and they're like, well, you know, what year is she in? And I said, year two. And they said, oh gosh, like we've got spaces in, you know, many grades, but not year two. And I just like burst into tears in the office, um, which was not a strategy, but it ended up playing to my advantage. But <laughs> so, you know, the first thing is to feel it, to heal it. You know, the more we shut down from our feelings, the more we deny them, the more we m assign the belief that they make us weaker is really detrimental. So, but, but what I used to do at that point was that I used to assign an hour in the morning to take care of what I, whatever I needed to take care of externally. So ringing real estate agents, visiting schools, uh, you know, negotiating whatever I needed to do um, externally. So it was like that one hour, I was allowing myself to immerse myself in the current experience. But for the other 23 hours of that day, like I was living in a different future. <laughs> <laughs> and people could have come along and they could have been like, you're in fairyland. But I didn't care because I was taking care of what needed to be taken care of in, in this land. But that's how you create change. You know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And if you always done what, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be an element of disruption, of pattern interruption, of steadfast commitment to something that hasn't yet been shown to you because that is what is going to bring about a different change of event chain of events external to you yes I love that and one of the biggest things that I learned from you is like small steps create quantum leaps that I, I tell my clients that quote because I'm like yes that is the best like you know even if you can only afford like say $5 a week to put into savings for whatever that thing is that you want to do in the future to create that financial security, it's better than $0. And I think Absolutely. we get really caught up in like, it's not enough, you know, yeah. like it's not a $5 a week is not enough, but it's better than nothing. So it's getting into it will, that intention. Yeah. And it'll never be enough if you're telling yourself it's not enough. Yeah. You know, and, and another thing I always say relevant to that as well is if you take care of the habit, the amount will take care of itself. Yes. So it might be $5 today, but that conviction, that commitment, that consistency and creating that channel, like that will grow exponentially in ways and means that you can't yet know, which is the another key PowerPoint is that it's very easy to get your energy behind what you know to be true. So the vulnerable situation you're in or the challenges you're facing, like it's so easy to be, wrapped up in that because that's all you can focus on right now but when you allow yourself to be open to a different possibility and a different potential you open the door 
for floodgates of support, abundance, love, prosperity, that from places, people, experiences and channels that you can't yet know about and you're not meant to know about, but that's not your job. Your job is just to be open and to ask those, you know, I always say the value, um, the, you know, the, the experience of your life depends upon the experience of questions that you ask yourself, you know? Mm. So when you're asking those low vibe questions, why me, why does this keep happening? That's what you're going to keep getting. But when you start asking, please guide me, please show me, please introduce me to show me how this is possible. I wonder if, wouldn't it be great to know, Mm. you know, you're completely opening yourself up to a completely different vibration and you will start to feel completely different. And that feeling is the set point that will be starting to shift the external experiences that come your way. Absolutely. Another one that I love is how does it get better than this? like asking the universe, how does it get any better than this? Because even if you're in a bad situation, you're asking, how does it get better? So no matter what, it's only going to get better and better and better. Like I freaking love that question as well, because it's just, just a game changer. Just, it focuses on how does it get better rather than saying it doesn't get any better than this. You've just literally put a lid on it getting any better. You just don't think it's possible for it to be better. A hundred percent. And, you know, I always say as well, like, don't just throw pink paint around. I'm not about doing the pendulum swing. You know, if you're in extreme financial stress, then I'm not about you walking around all day saying, I'm a millionaire. Oh my gosh, I'm a millionaire. Because it's too much for you to get behind. So, you know, just those little 1% increases. So, you know, I often say, um, you know, if just, just look for the next best feeling. So rather than saying, I'm a millionaire, it might be like, I'm willing to believe that I could be a millionaire. Yes. Just take that one next little step and then that will lead to that and then let it build on upon itself. But yeah, those small steps cannot be, you know, cannot at all be undervalued because they're so powerful. Absolutely. I want to quickly share something that you taught me that was a great reminder is that exact thing. I was, when I signed on as a uh, client with you, I wanted to get the $10,000 months. I was like, I have to get the $10,000 months, but I realized working with you that from a $2,000 month to a 10,000 felt such a stretch. And one thing you said to me is what if you focused on 4,000? Is that believable? And I was like, that is because it's only X, Y clients. And then each month I jumped 4k. Like I was jumping huge leaps and bounds and I was like, holy shit, because that like the story I was telling myself is 10,000 a month is such a stretch from where I am now, but Mm 4,000 felt believable. So it was just natural that it just, you know, and ever since then I only, I go, okay, the goal might be 20 K months, 30 K months, but right now I'm just going to focus on the next 2 K and just, you know, go from there. Like it is such a game changer just thinking about that 1% better. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, how did the mouse eat the elephant? Like one mouthful at a time. (laughs) And, you know, for some people, you know, some people are motivated by that. You know, it really comes down to knowing yourself. If you're someone that's like motivated to take action on that huge number, awesome. All power to you, go for it. But for some people, that's too much of a stretch. It's too much of a, um, you know, too much of a shift to get behind. But the other thing I find as well, and this is why I sort of encourage people more around monthly and weekly goals and targets and KPIs as opposed to annual, because 
we are actually really lazy by nature. Our brain doesn't like to do a lot of work. So if you're like, I'm going to have, you know, a 500K year, your brain's almost like, awesome. Let's worry about that in December. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like we want to be making sure that we're bringing it right back to, okay, what does that mean about who I need to be today yes. and what action I need to take? Because then you're you're breaking it down. It's something that brings it down to a daily task and an energy that you can embody and get moving on today, which creates that momentum. Yes. So good. Cara, is there any questions you have before we wrap it up? I don't think so. No, I just love listening to it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it ties in really well with what we were speaking about this morning, just about vibrational energy and things like that. So yes, it's, um, yeah, it's really good to, to hear. Yeah, I know. It's amazing to hear it from people like you, Jess, because, you know, I, we always have mentors that are at least one, two steps in front of us. And, you know, hearing it from you was just like that. Okay. This is what I truly believe deep within me. And it was just so refreshing to know that people that I look up to believe in the things I already naturally believe in. So that's, you know, that's why I love you so much is because you're that breath of fresh air that just reminds me of what I truly believe deep within works and it creates success and I'm just going to run with it. So you were like my permission slip of like fully believing in that part of me. So thank you again, because you're just uh, the bomb.com. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's why we're attracted to people who, you know, believe the same things that we do and, and so forth. But I think, you know, just as you would know in the work that you do as well, ultimately, um, you know, I see my greatest role as a coach, a speaker, a mentor, author is not in necessarily imparting anything about myself onto people. It's more helping them to tap into what they already know, yep. what's already within them. You know, it's never that you need to do something external to you. It's always activating that part within you. So yes. it, I think the greatest part of it all is just like relaxing and going, ah, oh, yes, like I am on the right track. What I know and believe is what I'm staying aligned to and I'm going to keep moving forward in that way because I can see that, you know, that I am on the right track and I am on the right path. And I think that's why we have that beautiful energetic alignment to people uh, who do ultimately believe the same thing that we do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you again. You're the bomb. Seriously. How can we, how can we, um, if anyone's listening and loves you, which if they don't, they're crazy. Um, where can we find you? What, where can we go to look at more of what you offer? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to welcome you. So you can find me on the socials, um, Chic Money. Uh, I have a Facebook community, Femme Financial Freedom. My book, Financially Free Forever. Uh, my coaching program is the Money Mastery Academy. I've just overloaded you with information and links. But <laughs> You can find it all by connecting with me on my socials um, and I'm sure Ree will give you all the, the links that you need. But regardless of whether you're just wanting to dip your toe, I also have a podcast myself, yeah. <laughs> Financial Freedom Podcast as well. So whatever, whether you're wanting, you know, to, to immerse yourself in more um you know, like the podcast and the Facebook group are great free resources. There's the book. And then ultimately, if you've already fallen in love with me and want to go the whole hog, uh, we have the coaching programs as well. So there's something for every stage that you're at. Amazing. I think everyone needs at least a little bit of you in their life because it's just so every time I hear your voice or I just dabble into your content, I'm like, oh, thank you for that reminder. 
it's always when I need it. So again, thank you so much for being here. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what people think of this episode. Please, you know, feel free to reach out and let us know what you did think. And we'll put all the things that Jess has mentioned in today's show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much much for having me. And yeah, please don't, I'd I'd love to hear as well. So yeah, keep us posted. Let us know your biggest takeaways and um, we're all here to support you in any way that we can. Yes. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. It means so much to us that you are here. If you love this episode, please share it with your community. And if you're listening from Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and share what you love most about our show. Also, if you would like to be featured on our show, head on over to our Instagram at Bear Your Soul Sister, or one word. Send us a message and we will flick you over the details on how you can join us. And while you're on Instagram, give us a follow. We would love to get to know you more. Thank you so much for being here and we look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye. Bye.